TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Issues 2018. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Keith Lawing, President and CEO, Workforce Alliance of South Central Kansas. Good to have you with us again. Well, thank you, Steve. Happy to be here. Been a while, but uh, welcome to Issues 2018. I want you to describe the Workforce Alliance. Sure, happy to do so. We are a local workforce development board. Uh, we have uh, the board consists of um, business leaders and community leaders from throughout the uh, community. And what we do is we manage the federal job training dollars that come into this region. So we try to apply those dollars to the um, key industry sectors such as aviation and healthcare, and we work to connect people to get them into those training programs. Then we work with business and industry and help them onboard and hire those uh, skilled workers that are here in our community. Now, when was the Workforce Alliance created? Back in 2000. So we've been around for a while now. And like I said, we, we are primarily funded through uh, a federal uh, law, but the board a long time ago wanted to have more community impact than that. So we um, do more than probably most workforce boards in the country and strive to have a real significant community impact. But we've been around for like 18 years now. How big an area do you serve? Serve six counties. Uh, that is the actual defined uh, area that the federal dollars come from, but actually we go a little bit beyond that. Um, the counties are Harper and Kingman, Sumner County, Butler, and Sedgwick, but Harvey County is in our area, so is Reno County. So if an individual or a business uh, was located there, they would get services. Um, you know, labor markets and economies don't respect traditional political boundaries. So, you know, people live and work all over this region, so we we work the entire 10-county area. Do you have a mission statement? Uh, pardon me? Do you have a mission statement? Yeah, our mission is basically... Are you familiar basically, with that term? The oh, mission? yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, our mission is to uh, support a thriving economy through a skilled workforce. That's pretty simple. Pretty simple. You were able to memorize it. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many people do you think you assist in a year? Uh, we have uh, three... Four offices, excuse me, uh, that one in Wichita here at 21st and Amadon. Uh, we also have an office in El Dorado, Winfield, and Wellington. And we have basically at least 50,000 people come through our doors on an annual basis. Wow. Now, that does not count the people who get us through the Internet, uh, who might hear about a job fair we're hosting uh, just because of something we're doing through our social media. So, I mean, 50,000 to me is a light number. I think we probably touch and serve more individuals than that in an annual basis. Who are they? It's a variety of folks. I mean, you know, a lot of, you know, the people, if you're receiving unemployment insurance, you're one of our customers. You, you know, if you're looking for a job, if you're getting benefits, you need to come see us. So that's part of our population right there. But um, we we also serve people and we see people in our audit, in our uh, uh 
locations all the time who have jobs. They're looking for better jobs. One of the things we did last year is we extended our operating hours. So instead of being open from 8 to 5, we're open from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. in our Wichita office, and our traffic counts between 7 and 8 are off the charts because people are coming in to look for a better job before they go to their existing job. That's the kind of economy we have now. The economy is red hot. We have business needs throughout all of our industry sectors for skilled workers, and if you are looking for a, a better job or you're looking for a job, it's always easier to find one when you have a job. So a lot of our audience are people, again, who are already employed, but we do see a lot of those folks who are between jobs and looking uh, to get back in the workforce. Keith, do you charge fees for your services? No, 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 no. Uh, and I don't want to say they're free uh, because they are federally funded. Our taxpayer dollars pay for those. But if you are a job seeker and you're coming in and you need to go one of our workshops to update your computer skills or get some job search assistance, that is no cost to the individual. And on the other side of that, if you're a business and uh, we can help you post jobs, we can help screen your applicants. So instead of looking through 100 resumes or 100 applications to find the five people you want, we can do that front end for you and make that more efficient. And again, that is no direct charge to that employer. I'm going to pause for just a minute and interject something here because I was... uh just before I started my current second broadcast career, I was unemployed for nine months or six months in 1997. You guys weren't around. No, actually, we were not around then. And uh, the, the and I jo- tell jobs you right now, right. I think I could have used your services. Well, then. Probably could have. I yeah. mean, and, and, and for example, when, when companies um, are doing layoffs, and there was just one recently um, down in, in Derby at a Walmart distribution center, Kmart is announced it's pulling out. We have uh, a team, a rapid response team, Steve, and we will go in there and we will meet with those affected employees. And the goal is to get them back in the workforce as quickly as possible. Possible uh, for some folks, that really is a matter of just helping them find a job opportunity. With others, it actually is getting them in training, and, and there's lots of great training programs, short-term training programs, uh, get you the skills employers are looking for, and then that's going to expedite your ability to get back in the workforce. You, uh, the local and state unemployment rates are low, around four oh, yeah. percent, which oh, we yeah. always always heard. That's full employment. Uh, why should we be concerned about the four percent who can't find work? Well, you you want to be concerned. Most people probably think they're just, they're the deadbeats. They're not going to get a job. And it's a mix of that. I mean, let's be honest, you know, and, 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 and I... There, there's a certain amount of personal responsibility that you need to take upon yourself to be a good employee. And, and, and you know, some people just aren't going to do that. Some people are traditional or, or, or uh, just job hoppers and are going to work a little while and get fired or quit and then get back in the workforce. That That, that is always going to exist in, in, in a labor market. Uh, and it's not so much your concern with those folks is when that 4%, there's always going to be people who are, are very ambitious and want to find a job, just circumstances have placed them there. Yeah. Short term, they're going to get out of that. What what concerns me overall with an unemployment rate that low is how this is going to impact business and industry that needs to grow and expand. And if there is not a, a, a qualified pool of workers to draw upon or our population is limited, that is really going to start impacting our ability to grow our business and industry here in South Central Kansas. Are the state's educational uh, institutions doing an adequate job in preparing people to enter the workforce? Yeah, I think for the most part they are. Uh, you 
what, what's really happened, I think, in the last three or four years at Wichita State University is, is really indicative of how education systems need to modify themselves into the 21st century. Uh, you look at what Dr. Bardot's talked about in applied learning models, the idea that business and industry has a greater expectation for those new workers, uh, younger workers or transitioning workers. You need to be productive. You need to be updated on skill sets, uh, technology. You have to master technology to learn new technology. And, and then what Wichita State has then done is really extend its relationship down with this affiliation with the technical college, uh, creating a career map, a career pathway. So if you didn't think you were going to college out of high school, you can get a certificate. You can get a credential that is still post-secondary credit. You may not get your bachelor's degree until you're 30 or 35 years old, but that entire 15 years since high school, you are working in some uh, job that at the same time. Uh, increasing your skill set. That is where education and training, I think, need to go. And Wichita State's reached out to Butler Community College and Cowley and Hutch Community Colleges. So they're creating these two plus two models. That is where we need to be looking at right now because, again, like, like you talked about, Steve, when you were laid off, you were a fairly uh, mature worker. You'd been in the workforce for a while. You needed to update some skills to get back in the workforce. And this is where our community and technical colleges can really be a service to us here in this region. Now, do you work with the school in assessing needs and direction? Do you work with schools? Yeah, definitely. We, we across uh, the board, I mean, in fact, I, uh, I, I meet with all of the leadership at our, our local community, area community colleges, uh, talk about the training programs that they have that they're looking at. We give them labor market information so they understand what business and industry are doing, how they're growing. And we're also pushing that down to the secondary level. I mean, we have relationships with our school district, certainly 259. Uh, I applaud uh, Dr. Thompson. And I think she's done a great job here in the Wichita School Districts uh, since she's been at the helm, and, and also working with the school districts throughout the region. Uh, Goddard, um, you know, shout out to Justin Henry, he's a great superintendent here in this area. Uh, but but all the school districts are really starting to understand that they need to focus on career readiness as much as college readiness. And, and they're not two separate pieces. Um, and, and so that's been a, another thing uh, that I've seen in the last you know, four or five years, really our secondary systems uh, getting in line with the 21st century job market. You're listening to Issues 2018 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Keith Lawing, President and CEO, Workforce Alliance of South Central Kansas. Tell us a little bit, uh, Keith, about your relationship with employers. It, it's really our primary focus. Uh, when the board looks at what our responsibilities are in managing job training dollars, they decided a long time ago that the employer was the primary customer. Uh, not to discount the job seeker, but if we do not have a good relationship with employers, with the business community, and, and really understand their needs when it comes to employment and skills, we then are not going to do a good job of helping that job seeker or that student. So we have a dedicated staff that we break them down by industry. So we have somebody dedicated to working with employers in the healthcare industry, the trades, construction, manufacturing. We work with them on, we, we communicate to them on an ongoing basis. We help them again in their hiring processes, whether it's just a simple job posting, screening. We host job fairs for employers at our location. We try to be um, an extension of their HR offices by working through us. And our goal is to really increase their retention rates and cut down their turnover rates. 
and so a quick example, you know, obviously everybody's heard a lot about Spirit Aerosystems and, and their need for a, 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 more, a thousand more workers over the next year or so. Well, we've had a partnership that goes back with Spirit for a long time, and, and understanding, you know, so even before the news was announced last year, we had programs in place because we saw that coming. We saw their expansion of their workforce needs. We saw the fact that a lot of their workers, their, their existing workforce is coming close to retirement. So we had set up some training programs uh, with them that were really customized to their need, and it's working well. I mean, we, we have, we've probably trained well over 150 people people in an earn and learn model. Spirit hires them. Uh, they provide the training on-site at the plant, and then they onboard these people and distribute them in their production facility where they need them. But we're also working with companies like Cox Machine and XLT Ovens. It, it's that relationship piece of it uh, that really understanding what that employer is looking for in a skilled worker and a job applicant, then we take that to the folks coming in, those 50,000 people coming at our building, and, and we help uh, broker that that connection there. What is your specific set of skills the most in demand right now? It, you know, it's the technology-based, and, and it, it's so ubiquitous to say, uh, but within any industry uh, across the board, it, it, having a, a base knowledge about computer technology, about the internet, uh, uh, about getting online, I mean, the, the, that, that it, it's just, it's, it's an entry point that everybody has got to have. And, and I've been doing this long enough, I can remember people coming into our offices really not knowing how to navigate the internet, which is a challenge because most employers are putting job openings or job applications online. It's not the old, I'm gonna print up a bunch of resumes and I'm gonna go knock on some doors. That model's changed. It's still the basic concept, but we're doing it digitally and electronically now. And, and then at, beyond that, and then to the higher level, it, it's really understanding the what we call the STEM technologies, the science, technology, engineering, and math skill sets. We have to have a stronger basis in, in mathematics and, and science and computer technology uh, for, for stu certainly students and high school and college, but even if you're 35 years old and you you know want to continue to have your job, mastering technology is going to give you more job security than anything else I can think of these days. Is it important at all to, if you're seeking a job, to go talk to somebody face-to-face? -face? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, and, 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 and I don't mean to downplay, you know, the kind of the old-school methodology, yeah, yeah. but communication skills are another piece of it, too. You know, we all, I don't know how many times I'm sitting at a stoplight and I look next to me, the person's in their face in their phone or walking down the street. We do that instinctively. I'm guilty of it as well. Uh, but, but that we cannot forget how important face-to-face -face communication is, looking somebody in the eye, a firm handshake. You know, those are our other communication skills that should not be lost in this whole era of digital technology and things that are just as important, if not more important than ever. Are today's young people different from past generations when it comes to attitudes about working? No, I mean, it, it, I think the the, the simple I answer is to say yes. You know, but but I, I read an article because I hear employers talk a lot of times. Sure. They talk about these soft skills. Yeah, yeah. These kids today, you know, they don't show up for work on time, and you know, they don't know how to work in teams. They don't know how to communicate. Well, I read a, a piece, and this was a, a while back. This employer complaining, and, and at the end of the complaint, the question was, when do you think this was written? 
It was written in 1971, okay? I mean, and so some of the issues are a little bit different. I mean, again, we didn't have cell phones when I was growing up. We didn't have Facebook, you know, those other distractions. But there is always the feeling that the generation coming up behind us isn't quite where they need to be. Yeah, I like to feel so, like I'm better than other people. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but, 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 and, and so at the same time, what I suggest is really look at the strengths that that generation's bringing yeah. us. Again, this intuitive knowledge of technology. I mean, I, you know, I got a 15-year-old grandson. You know, the idea that he can even conceive of a telephone with a cord on it that was attached to the wall, I mean, he doesn't get that, you know. And, and, and when you ask him some information, he whips out that phone and he can give you some facts in, in no time at all. Um, and those are things that we need to, I think, celebrate and help bring into our workforce and understand this generation is going to have some skills that w- w- it's taken us a long time to master, even ever get to. But, you know, Keith, you mentioned uh, Spirit Aviation, Wichita's largest employer, looking to add 1,000 jobs over the next few months. What's going to be their biggest challenge? You know, Finding people? Yeah, well, a couple things. Uh, Spirit is going to be okay. You know, Spirit is going to find those thousand workers. They are the top dog on the food chain, so to speak, when it comes to employment opportunities. And they have good jobs, great benefits, a market forecast that is going to keep you know, a lot of people employed for a long time. So we want to do everything we can to to support Spirit in this community. Um the, the employers that I work, look at and the challenges I see are, are the supply chain and, and other companies. So it's going to be companies, because uh, if you're working at a company, let's say, and I heard this, so I'm going to call them out a little bit, but Johnson Controls making a decent wage, and you got a chance to go work at Spirit and make a few dollars more an hour, you're going to make that jump. And people are doing that. Uh, people see the opportunities, and you can't blame them. If you're working at XLT Ovens or you're working at, um, you know, a, a a, a heating and air conditioning company that, you know, Spirit sees your work skill and, and sees what you can bring and they want to hire you. So my challenge is going to be how do we help those other companies? How do we help those smaller to medium-sized employers continue to prosper and grow? Because that's where the challenge is going to be for this community. Uh, Spirit and Textron, the larger companies, uh, they will get their workers. Um, but how do we keep those other companies in our community uh, really strong and thriving? And, and that's where I think that we, we need to expand our population base. I mean, frankly, there was a, I saw a study the other day at Wichita State did that we have about as many people moving out as moving in. We have about as many people dying and being born in our community. So our population is staying about even. Somehow, we need to get people to move into our communities, and this is through the entire uh, South Central Kansas region, uh, because I think we need to grow our community to help our business and industry strive and, and get stronger. I had uh, somebody the other day, and I consider an expert on this kind of thing, say, we just don't have a people here. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and I know I've heard people complain a long time, why don't we have a cheesecake factory here in town? Well, guess what? If we had a growing population, we'd probably have a cheesecake factory because we'd have a lot of business and industry hiring people, and there'd be a lot of wealth stimulated in this economy right now. So we, you know, one of the things that I, I mentioned Wichita State earlier, and what I think they've done that's really innovative and creative is offering in-state tuition along this I-35 corridor, going down to Oklahoma, even the Dallas metro area, and for students who would decide to enroll in 
in Wichita State University offering them in-state tuition, we should take that a step farther and start advertising that we got jobs in Wichita. We got jobs in South Central Kansas. And if you live in Dallas and you hate that commute or, or that crowded area you live in and you want to have a, a new environment and a better place to live, come to Wichita. I mean, we need to be taking advantage of those kind of opportunities. The, uh, the recession of 2008 had a huge impact on our local economy. Have we fully recovered from that? I think, it, for the most part, yes. Uh, we are seeing a totally different dynamic, and I would much rather be working this end of the challenge where we have way too many job openings and not enough people than way too many people and not enough job openings. So we've recovered in that sense, definitely. Where we haven't quite recovered yet is we did lose a lot of talent. Uh, we had individuals that decided to move on to other communities, to Oklahoma City and beyond, uh, to look for better employment opportunities. And we have not fully recovered there. And this goes back to my whole issue about the population base. I think a lot of people, if you're 18 or 19 or just maybe graduated from Wichita State or Friends or Newman, you're thinking, I got a better opportunity elsewhere. That's the dynamic we got to change. There are great opportunities here in South Central Kansas. We need to keep those talented, smart young people in our communities. That's the part we probably haven't recovered from, in my opinion. So what happens when the baby boomers get serious about retiring? Ooh. Most of us aren't yet. I, 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 not most of us, many of us yeah, are not. No, I, <laughs> and again, this goes to the whole issue about the population yeah. base. Yeah, the demographics. I mean, you know, because frankly, and, and several companies, it's not just Spirit, but other companies are looking at their workforce and recognizing the fact that within five or certainly 10 years, a lot of their seasoned and quality workforce is going to be gone. And, and how, how many people do we have? And what is the pool to draw upon? Because just because you've got a certain population does not mean you're going to have that dynamic of the skill set that you need. So that's where I think this community is really going to be feeling a pinch when it comes to workforce and labor um, if we do not grow our population at a pace that is going to at least provide employers a growing pool of job applicants instead of a shrinking one once, once all of us baby boomers decide to head down to That's Florida it. or yeah. Aruba or Arizona or wherever we're going to go. What was your first job? <laughs> I My first real job or at a time clock was at the Safeway at Douglas and Hillside, which is now a Dillon's. Right. And I, I bagged groceries, and it was one of the best experiences I had. Um, I learned what 1600 meant. And I meant four o'clock. I meant you better be at work at four o'clock, and that's what your time clock wanted. So, did you have anybody there? I'm sure you did. An older person, man or woman, who you looked at and said, "You know, that's the way. That's the way you do it." Oh yeah. Said, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. There, there, there was, and, and that goes back to and one of the initiatives that we're really pushing right now. And you kind of gave me a nice segue there. Is this whole idea about youth employment? Because I learned certain values and principles about having a job and responsibility because I had a job, you know, and, and, and I had mentors. I had people I could look to. Uh, in fact, one of those individuals, um, now him and his brothers have started a moving company and very prosperous moving company. And 
it's been in business for over 30 years, and I see him down at Table Rock Lake every once in a while. And here we were a couple kids working at Safeway, you know, um, and he was a few years older than me. Um, so I, I was able to role model that out. But employment opportunities for young people have been diminishing over the years. And so fewer and fewer teens have job opportunities. They're not working at that Safeway store. Because guess what? That Dylan's now has self-checkout. Yeah. yeah. You know, and in the bank, doesn't, you, don't need, you have ATMs. You don't have to go see a teller anymore. Um, <laughs> Nobody throws newspapers in here. Very few people. I mean, you know, I, their gal throws our newspaper. She drives a car because very few homes take the newspaper. So those are t employment opportunities teenagers had. So our youth employment program really tries to help teens. When we're working with school districts, we're working with businesses, we are trying to find jobs for teenagers, that 16 to 19-year-old, so they can learn about those soft skills and personal responsibility and learn how to handle a paycheck, uh, a debit card, open a bank account. Those are skills that if we're not deliberate about them, we, we, we have a false expectation with an 18 or 19-year-old when we expect them to have those skills that they are not able to gain on their own without some kind of deliberate intervention. And from my perspective as an older worker, you better be ready to deal with change and you'd better be ready to learn or you're not going to survive. And that's just the reality yeah. of it. That, that really is. And a lot of folks, you know, we got locked into our business cycles here where maybe you worked at Cessna or, or, or Learjet or Boeing. You got laid off, but you went back to work and, you know, it all was good. You, that's just a different cycle now. It's changed. It's not going to be like that anymore. All right. Hey, listen, thanks for spending some time. It goes by fast, doesn't it? It does. I appreciate it, and happy to come chat with you anytime. All right. Thank you, sir. Our guest is Keith Lawing, and he is president and CEO, Workforce Alliance of South Central Kansas, and they just about have anything you want to know about uh, employment. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2018. Thanks, Keith, for being with us again. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.